The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the Mouths of Madness, I'm one of the hosts Lowdown. With me as always is... F.U. Hunter. What's up, bitches? Mm, mm. Gory, bloody, beautiful fighting, naked bitches. I fighting mean, sharks underwater, bitches. Let's be real. There was a lot of sexy naked flesh in Bless these him for it. Seriously. Eye-poking bitches. Yes. Yes. Eye-poking yes. bitches. Yes. Stuitous eye trauma bitches. <laughs> Undead, potentially in hell bitches. And the uh, descriptor of the night with us, <laughs> we've got back again, Murphy Lawless. I don't know why you keep letting me in here. Is it because I keep pressing my boobs to the door? Uh, we need that does help. I we, mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we need guests. No, <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, no, we. Uh, I, I, this episode specifically was because uh, I remember you posted about recommendations, and a couple of movies I recommended were of Giallo and. You had said you already started watching some of them, and I was like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and, and I went like, through a bunch of them, and one of them I, is now one of my favorite Fulci films, and also traumatized me. Thank you very much, you motherfucker. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's, so that's what made me think about this, because like, there's, <laughs> there's some other directors of the genre we want to do, and then the full-fledged actual just talking about the genre, because mm-hmm. he'll bring some abstract, off-the-wall fucking shit that no one's ever fucking heard of. He'll be on that episode, and I'm not telling know. you now, people, because you have to wait. I already um, know who you're talking but about. But tonight, we are going to be talking about the highlights of the the godfather of gore, Lucio Fulci, <laughs> who, man, I mean, if even if all you've seen is Zombie, which is arguably his biggest film across the board, mm-hmm. I will argue there are better ones, Yeah, but mm-hmm. Zombie it's good, is definitely- It's a good introduction, mm-hmm. but- not as gory and fucked up as some That's of pretty fucking gory, though. Yeah. It's gory, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. yeah. It's pretty but fucking it, gory. I think it's reasonably gory for a zombie film, though. Yeah. True. But a zombie film of the time, though. Mm. All we had really back then was Night Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. Yep. I mean, that's that was fair. It. Which actually, you know, funny you mentioned. It's way gorier than Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> it was actually supposed to be considered a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. because that neither Italian... director agreed to. Nope. Well, <laughs> no, so the Italian cinema um, board do- didn't have any rules about like what would constitute like a sequel or a direct sequel. So mm-hmm. that's why you see it framed as Zombie 2 in so many places mm-hmm. because of that like sequel label. Yeah, and both directors were like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, uh, huh? did we ask? George, I didn't. George, I didn't. Yeah. No, George, believe me. <laughs> Please, George. Is that your Italian is accent? That yeah. Mamma mia. It's a, it was a spicy meatball decision. Wait, no, is that, that's, oh. no? Oh, that's terrible. That's, I only know Chef Boyardee. I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. You at least watch, like, no, no, never mind. Anyway. Or Fat Tony from Simpsons, you know. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Anybody from The Sopranos is better than what you just did. <laughs> a little bit, a little, little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Hey, you know, yeah, a cup of ghoul. God damn it! All right, and <laughs> going to kill you. Both. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, oh. a lot of it. Oh, that that was the spread was even worse because it wasn't just Ita- like it wasn't actually Italian. It was Jersey Italian. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Well, um, that's right. Right now we're talking about Sicilian Italian. Exactly. That's a whole Gio different Fucci. thing. We could go into true romance on that if we wanted to. Oh yeah, technically I'm. Te- I mean, oh, yeah, you should tell I'm the, the same, story. Aren't I the same skin tone as a as an eggplant? 
Yeah, you, no, you should works. go into Dennis Hopper's yeah. whole uh, yeah. reasoning for uh, yeah. Sicilian star skin. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm. No, I'm not. <laughs> Watch this clip. Your great, great, great <laughs> grandmother. Fuck. There we go. Uh, bad yeah. word. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about Fulci people. <laughs> I was did a, we already get distracted? We totally did. But uh, a little, a little bit on the man himself, mm-hmm. just before we gush all over the films. Uh, so he's born in June seventeenth, nineteen twenty-seven, in Rome, which awesome mm-hmm. right talk about the history there alone like so I mean, the man was built around a whole movement happened in rome mm-hmm. in art there was a whole movement that lasted what 10 15 years the renaissance how long did that last the renaissance happened sorry what, no, yeah. we're talking about the, <laughs> what, I'm, sorry, what i'm saying I'm is what i'm saying is you grew up in he grew up yeah. in a place that was like the center point Oh, like the Italian Renaissance. That was like yes. well, it was. Yes. A, it yeah. was a reaction to Mussolini and yeah. controlling all the arts, and yeah. that was the way of branching out. You got was, the freedom and that, yeah. all that. But it's yeah. like he grew up when all that happened. So, like, yeah. I, I mean, like, it's all there. All these oh, yeah. ancient fucking artifacts, and you're just around. You're surrounded by that stuff. And if you have even the little tiniest fuse that what kind of is curious, I could just see that turning into a giant fucking atom bomb of just creativity from there because you're, you're surrounded by it, right? So oh, yeah. that explains a lot to me about Fulci as well and some other ones will go into them down the road too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the funny thing that, I, that it, it came to me is as a teen, he became active in the Italian Communist Party, but it's the area maybe, I don't know, you know? I think it, if I remember correctly, that also had to do with his his parents mm-hmm. and what they were active in. I do know that he re- remained vehemently anti-fascist throughout his whole life, as pretty much fucking anybody should. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a thing that he he made a distinction about himself. Yeah. Um, that he was notably left wing. Yeah. No, he was a very he was like uh, according to people close to him, he was uh a very radical left wing and socialist politics mm-hmm. is what was kind of till his death is yeah. where he was at and but and again says that all he knew really was just that that area and what that entailed there too mm-hmm. you know what i mean so the scope was just kind of condensed to he never really left rome he never moved out of rome he didn't but he, he traveled, traveled a lot a to film bit. yeah traveled a lot to film yeah yes um and well, also, it's really inexpensive to make films over there because they actually give a shit about film. So, just like Canada, if you want to make film, why would you flee a place that facilitates that? No, I agree, one hundred percent. Like, just <laughs> we talked about that on Cronenberg, the Canadian film industry. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they, hey, we'll we'll give you, we'll help you fund your movie. Yep, we believe in arts. And, so. you, and you had that's where you had all those spaghetti westerns, where mm-hmm. like that that whole industry just blew the fuck up because it mm-hmm. was cheap as shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you had these directors coming up that like had a style, and I mean, Fulci, he cut his teeth oh, with spaghetti westerns. Yep, started so. with com- started with comedy, uh, mostly of the screwball variety. Was he just writing at that and point, then, though? No, he also was directing. Was he directing? Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of his early films involved the actor Toto. Um, he was a pretty well known um persona of that time, mm-hmm. and then uh, moved on to you know kind of interchanged for a while between like the comedies and the westerns. And then right about 69 is where we see a hard turn. <laughs> yeah. Few few westerns speckled in, but well, we, 69 we is the year. We one about beforehand that was actually really good. Yeah. Uh, Silver Saddles, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah I really loved really watching for that. A West, for, for like another Italian director to tackle the spaghetti western. Yeah. You know, because we had a lot of Spanish and Italian directors. I mean, that's basically who made the genre. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, oh, he, yeah. did, he did a good job. And, but you're right, it didn't, it didn't really start experimenting 
the, the gore that we know now of Fulci moving forward until Don't Torture a Duckling. That's the first time he actually, because his westerns were a little gory in comparison, but Don't Torture a Duckling is when you really start seeing like bone protruding. That's what I'm saying. His westerns, his and, westerns bullets are going to bring some blood out. And yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So Don't to- Don't Torture a Duckling actually came out in 72. Silver Saddle yeah. came out in 78, oh, which is actually wow. something that okay. I I like seeing having that in the middle of all of those horror films um, because seeing the way that he muted down the tones of his, of the trauma that he likes to put into films but still doing it so effectively in the scene where you where he finds all of the monks have been killed mm-hmm. because there's there's never like an intense moment where you're watching them die. It's just you see the aftermath and of these people in these positions and you know exactly what happened to them. Yeah. And yeah. I found that really effective. And the other thing that I liked from it is that um it gave kind of a really clear read on Fulci's own like father-son feelings because he he had two daughters. He never had a son and he had that kind of classic Italian um, masculine thing where he wanted a son and so when he finally had a like a male grandchild he freaked out and was actually like physically affectionate with them and so seeing the relationship between Roy Blood and the kid I can kind of see some of that mimicked even though it's kind of a trope of westerns mm-hmm. the way that it it came about I particularly for him see. yeah particularly I, for him I can see some projection happening there and and, and you know uh yes uh, touching on the the father thing yeah, he grew up in that era of machismo before mm-hmm. it, before it like dwindled away. But there was that hard Italian like you know you you bear a son you you know yeah. that was the bloodline the lineage yeah. all that. I mean that was hard. Raises the Catholic that's mm-hmm. hard. So like yup, that was I mean I couldn't even imagine like just have like that's your that's your mindset mm-hmm. like as you're an adult like I, I really like you know fucking beat your wife throw her into a corner but you know the fucking son though mm-hmm. the fucking son you know smack him into being a Man, that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> I'm serious though. It's like, it was about beating him into tough submission. I guess I don't know. Like, I think we're getting into one of his other films at this moment. So um, no, I was actually gonna but... touch on that. That actually ties into, if you really want to think about it, his earlier film, uh, going back to '72's "Don't Torture a Darling," uh, Duckling, where like the priest mm-hmm. has that idea of he's killing these boys. To keep them pure, right. so when they go, so they'll go to heaven. Right, that there's he's definitely saving them. A father figure, son, love mm-hmm. thing, but he's fucking insane. Yeah. You know? So I feel like there might be a connection there too. I could be mis- misreading that, but I feel like there's definitely like a parental thing going on there. I feel like you're right, and there's also um, those are both films that where whereas a lot of his, his films utilize some sort of like demonic or otherworldly presence. Both, um, even Silver Saddle and Don't Torture a Duckling, both focus on the monstrous aspects of humanity and what mm-hmm. people are capable of. In the name of God, apparently. In the name too. of God. <laughs> Actually, I have a great quote from him about uh, God. Um, For I have realized that God is a God of suffering. Mm. Spoken like a true Catholic. So spoken like a true fucking Catholic. I got oh, he, there's tons of poet, poets that wrote some about of his movies that. when they end. He likes to throw you know kind mm-hmm. of yeah. fucked up quotes out there. Like I, mean, I was just thinking about with you know House by the Cemetery. Like literally, it's like yeah, children are monsters. Monsters are children. You know how it goes. It's like fine. it's yeah. whatever. You know, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like just like yeah, fuck kids. You know. But he did start dealing with the dark though as well in Don't Torture a Duckling because initially you're led to believe that it's the gypsy. Who's making the wax dolls, and that's who killed the kids. Gypsy's a slur. We should call her the witch. Oh well, the description in the movie they still call her Gypsy. I so. know, and that's how it was written. So, so. bad. <laughs> oh. 
I just looked at <laughs> my notes and realized that lizard in a woman's skin actually came out the year before tor- Don't Torture a Duckling. Ooh. Yeah. I actually, haven't, I actually haven't seen that one. Oh. It's one of the ones I haven't seen. I really enjoyed that one. Is it, it was, good? Yeah, it's one that I watched with Groot. Um, it's another one that um, plays off the monstrous aspect of humanity where a woman is discussing with her psychiatrist all these these dreams that she's having about her neighbor who her neighbor throws these like wild sex parties and you know in her day-to-day life she's like oh i would never associate with that woman but she's having these dreams where not only is she having this like graphic lesbian relationship with her but she eventually murders her and then come to find out her neighbor has actually been murdered Mm. and then it's a long chase to find out you know uh, what the actual situation was who did it and she's also having dreams where like telling her psychiatrist that she saw these two dead hippies that were watching her and that she runs into those hippies and it's a mm-hmm. very strange kind of like mindful. I haven't watched the Black mm-hmm. Cat either. I still have a few that I want to watch, but um, the, the majority of the ones that um, were kind of like the era of Fulci that is my era, like I don't really want to watch it. I mean, I might watch a couple comedies. I'm not really going to go back and watch his comedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Unless they all come out on one giant collection that I can just buy and I can just fucking run through them or something, you know? I found some on the Alamo Draft House. I found that later. I found that today, so I'm going to go back and watch it because it also had one of the other ones that I was mad as fuck that I couldn't find. It was A Cat in the Brain. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. Like, what, 94 yeah. or something when that came out? Yeah, that was later. later yeah, but which was the decline. But it starred him essentially playing himself as, like, you know, a... a person who is losing himself in his movies and blurring the lines between mm. reality and you know becomes the killer himself okay. and it's okay. and it i think it's i'm hoping it's going to be an interesting commentary on the way that horror is often read by people that don't watch horror or don't read horror fair um, fair yeah which is something that he he bucked back against continually and i love him for it well because he was doing horror he continually got fucked with the rating system and all mm-hmm. that shit i mean he had to deal with that pretty much every major release that mm-hmm. anybody in the horror world would generally know or that's what they would go to uh, it's been cut to shit oh, yeah. initially yeah. it was cut to shit so you if you watch this if you watch some of the movies we're getting ready to go into back in like the um late 90s early 2000s you probably are not watching the most recent uncut version of the movie because a lot of studios in the tw- in the two thousands and twenty teens, have uh, released a better, more true to fucking form uh, I mean, vision. I mean, I like to think you know some of my favorite horror directors like Raimi and like Peter Jackson had to look at Fulci's movies specifically as oh, yeah. inspiration. Oh yeah, you know with movies like Dead Alive and obviously Evil Dead, just the amount of like just overwhelming gore and blood and stuff like that, just as, as a huge inspiration because well, he did not hold back. I mean, like he pushed. What he could to get those movies some out. Some of those movies all came out around, like, I mean, you look at The Evil Dead was 1980? One. Yeah. 1981. When was Brain Dead? When, when was Bad Taste? Brain 90, Dead is much more recent. 92, 92 is 92. Brain yeah. Dead. And so Bad Taste was. Bad Taste, I think, was 90. Was it 90? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think Peter, ja- Peter Jackson definitely, but I'm not saying it wasn't Sam Rainbow, but with 81 because a Zombie didn't come out until 80. Yeah. Now, it might have been, I mean, well, it was released in Europe in 79, but it didn't hit America until like, what, 80 well, or 80? I, I would lean into, 80s. I guess, more Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. uh, just the amount, I mean, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Evil Dead, the first Evil Dead, there's some gore, but Evil Dead 2, gory. literally, yeah, yeah. He, he's getting splashed. Truckload of blood. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's a good lead into, like, the next big one after Don't Torture a Duckling that is more horror, and even Don't Torture a Duckling, that's more of like a, 
it, it I'd, I'd say it definitely is more on the thriller side. It's really horrific because it's children. Yeah. Like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, he, like what, he, six? He six taunts, or seven? Yeah. He taunts you with that a lot of his movies where he's like, mm, But you never kid. see them die graphically. And that's yeah. something that I noticed because that's a big change from how he handles most of his other victims. Mm-hmm. You only, you see, you'll see hands and then you'll see the body. He doesn't really kill the kids as much as just make sure that mm. they are traumatized for the rest of their you, fucking you life. You did watch him complete, that you did watch the killer completely choke out that one kid Death in the rain scene and don't torture duckling. Oh no, that's true. But Straight, but it wasn't. It's not graphic. I was gonna say, but compared to what? Oh we no, know it's not graphic. Him. I'm yeah. just saying, like there, he yeah. did, like you know, there's nothing go all the way with stuck that. in any no, areas. No, of the, yeah. <laughs> but we get zombies. So he's holding back, and he everything ramps up completely. You know, the special effects, everything. Like you said, in duckling, we started seeing like bone breaking, like when they beat when they beat the woman with the chain, because even though she was proven innocent. Because yeah. she thought she had killed the children by doing by creating the wax dolls and stabbing mm-hmm. them with pins, but then she had no idea about any other information of all the other death scenes. They were like, "Oh, well, she's clearly innocent. She doesn't yeah. know what the fuck we're talking about." And the townspeople were so superstitious because the movie does touch on superstition yep. and just and urban small town, small town like uh, just they can't let it go, mm-hmm. even though, even with facts. And they beat the shit out of her, to, basically to death. Like she didn't die right away. She slowly crawled to her death right mm-hmm. up the interstate, and people kept passing her by, and then she yep. died. But like that's when they show like her collarbone gets broken. They show vis- like a lot of visceral stuff, which she didn't really do before. And then you, then you come into zombie. It was like swing my dick, <laughs> woo, because like, swinging them intestines around. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh, I mean that one scene was yeah. all four of them eating his. Uh, doc, the doctor's wife, and he, they're just like, nom, nom, nom. Yep. Now, I, I do have to ask about the rest of y'all. <laughs> because I haven't seen a huge amount of his movies, um, but starting with Zombie, did he go after the eyes in his movies prior to Zombie, or was that the first movie Zombie where he is real? was his... the first that I know of, and he didn't do it in every movie. No. Well, not just, just, not just literally using it as an object to be, ki- like, to be you know stabbed and stuff like that, but like just the close-ups. He like, teases you. In City of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, so doesn't close on too. No, he gets oh, he does he does it twice it. in the Beyond. Yeah. yeah, he does it two two separate ones. He's a little handsy with the eye in one oh. of them. The shot, <laughs> especially with the eye that he is he is especially fond of. Um, but he uses it in a lot of ways. He likes to show you what's going to happen mm-hmm. and lets you kind of like let the tension build let in your body. In. Where you're like, let no, 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 stop. Why? Why are we still? Why are we still? Oh, it's still okay. We're still doing. Oh still, no, still doing the thing. Besides I am things, staring at this eyeball being <laughs> penetrated. But that, but I'm not, I'm not even saying just besides that. Like mm-hmm. I, I noticed last night, I, like I watched uh, House by the Cemetery, and like there are so many close-ups of the character's eyes. Oh, that's through all. Now that is a thing through all his movies. And that's he wants to show you. And that's what I was. I think that's about. more of a. He. I think he was a true believer in the eyes or the gateway thing. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. clearly always showed you. That was his main close-up. Was like something happened, or a, 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 you know, a character walked in to survey. He focused on the eyes, and that's how you read the emotion. I think he yeah. was a real advocate for that. He definitely was, and he he operated more uh, with like feelings, emotions, and scenery than he did with concrete plots, mm-hmm. which I think is most exemplified in the Beyond. Um, oh yeah, which I think he referred to as an absolute film, which really he. It was described similar to how Mandy is, where they're where they're 
talking about it as like a series of images mm-hmm. that he wanted to put together for a feeling and not necessarily a linear plot. So just anxiety? That's what he's going for? Just I mean, yeah. pure I mean, anxiety? Literally, literally. I read it pretty normally, but that's my whole life. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, the, I mean, the movie is like, oh. Ah, uh, spiders, eyeballs, cool. All of it, yeah. Yeah, spiders, oh, oh god. Oh god. I was just oh, saying, yeah. like in the mm-hmm. Beyond, literally one of the first kills is just a pair of eyes. Like that's mm-hmm. freaks the dude out, falls backwards. Like it's just a pair of eyes close up and guys like, fuck this, falls backwards. Like <laughs> that's how he's, it's the eyes don't have to do anything, just look at the person. Also, can we talk about apparently how fucking bad your luck is if you were the person in an opening shot of a Fulci film? No, no shit. You are probably not living past that shot. No shit. <laughs> yeah. So going from, like, I mean, I don't really know. There's, zombie is a staple. There's not much to really, And there's you know, the ultimate, like, him just going all in, which at is. At the end, dude? Well, I, I'm oh. just going to throw out there. I mean, look, if you say zombie, one of the first things that people say when you say zombie is shark versus zombie. I oh, mean, yeah, like, the shark versus that zombie. That is such a huge thing that, you know, it looks... And he's, like, it, doing it the looks dance. Pretty guy, the, he's, like, it, doing it the dance pretty, at the bottom of the water, like... <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty goofy, oh, it's, but it's just goofy. the concept is now, fucking awesome. When I think that, I still think of all the scene before that where we get mm. beautiful naked island girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I, Fulci picked gorgeous women yeah to parade around naked which but honestly i feel like it was it's a natural though i feel like it's more it's natural of, of, of for the environment that it's in versus how america views nudity yeah too, it's, you know? it's something that we find a lot more prevalent in overseas films but a fulci does talk about himself be- feeling like a misogynist mm-hmm. um i think we see a little bit of that in new york ripper or maybe a lot of bit of that no, in new um, york ripper if there's one movie there's a <laughs> yeah. lot that's a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> but in other films Sugar it's just kind of like again they're on an island they they charter to other islands like why would she ever wear a bra i mean like i mean you know what i mean like yeah. why would you do that if i on the days where i don't have to wear a bra i fucking don't because those things are bullshit and if you're culture is just like i'm fucking swimming naked okay why would you wear a fucking bikini like, i mean like i just yeah, see sure, like it right. all seems natural yeah but again it, when it is american view you're like ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hello boobies way to make us out immediately creepy <laughs> americans are frigid fucks i, I like the boobs sorry <laughs> yeah sorry i'm not getting better but america is a very <laughs> yeah you know constrained I- Country. Something that uh, Elvira, Cassandra Peterson had talked about at one point where she was like, I love showing foreign films, but it was so hard because so much nudity happens in them. I'd have to cut out like three quarters of the film Fuck and be it. like, look, it's a beginning and, you know, someone died and then it's the end. But titties. <laughs> yeah. Ass. Great. Yeah. Well, she, you know, cable. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. But I mean, so the for me, the big thing about Zombie was just the crescendo. And I mean, it's just a fun film to watch. There's nothing... Super crazy about it. You know, it's just a fun film. It's gross. You feel grody at times. Like when they go into the hospital and there's just like puke and shit and fucking stuff. What's crazy is Fulci, his movies, some of the makeup looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Some of the makeup looks very cheap like it, the, very, it, the close-ups yeah they look may look awesome the mm-hmm. far away stuff they're like no we're not we're not worried <laughs> I'm about just saying, that literally <laughs> zombie you have that scene <laughs> you have that scene of the zombie coming out and it i mean it, i have a fucking trick-or-treat mask of that because it looks fucking badass and that looks awesome yeah but then there's other zombies where it's like uh here here's some paint just put it on real quick and look like a zombie like they're not well, even trying Fol- if Ulti was quoted to say is like the difference between me and argento is budget Yep, mm. li- he, I mean that's one of his quotes, and uh, you're right. Like there, was, well, no, so like it's all the closest stuff. There's one scene in Zombie when there's that one that killed the wife. Mm-hmm. At, well, like it's just like walking down the middle of the street, and all the huts and all the people are already sick. That's mm-hmm. just vacant, and they do a close up, and you're like, oh god, 
fuck. It's just it's a whole different style of zombie makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, because like I said, even you know, uh, Savini wasn't doing that with Dawn of the Dead. It was like the blue and then yeah. blood. Well, the no one was doing the rotting, you know, falling off kind of. Even the first couple zombies of. on the boat at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He really, uh, I think he worked really hard to blend uh, what we saw with Ro- like the first incarnation of Romero zombies and classic voodoo zombies. Oh, and totally. Really, like, really bring out the sickness feeling. Yeah. Of the like, and why the doctors thought they could cure this thing. It's, it is a disease. They mm-hmm. are. Yes. That no. That makes yeah. that makes total sense. And then he continued that with uh, the Sea of the Living Dead, which was his next film, mm-hmm. which was the beginning of the Gates of Hell trilogy. Bam. Mm-hmm. But like Sea of the Living Dead, I. <laughs> I really, really enjoy that movie. No, it's there's a there's a specific I, I fucking, scene. <laughs> there's a specific scene that it I shouldn't laugh, but it just goes on so long. But when the they're in the car and the <laughs> chick's eyes are bleeding, you're like, well, that's pretty fucked up. The, and then she just starts up throwing up the entirety of her insides. So yep. awesome. And it just goes on. You're just like, God damn. <laughs> His yep. big thing in that wasn't eyeballs, though. It was the squeezing the back of the head to squeeze oh, yeah, the that's brain. How, yeah, there's that good. happened like what three you times? I was three kills. Need this anymore? Fuck. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, oh, like if he didn't get, he started to go full blown gross and zombie. Still living dead. He was like, right, fuck it. I'm literally gonna make yep. a chick throw up her low, <laughs> her, like, small and large intestines, like, oh, all her guts. It's yeah. just, yeah. Oh, and it it, just, you watch it. You're just it just keeps it going. He just sits in the car next to her, like, oh my god, and I'm like, get the fuck, fuck out. And the then what happens? Head brain squish. You know, like yeah. he's just like, oh, that that's gonna be terrible. And then like, well, you're just gonna have your brain into mush. So mm-hmm. one of the notes I wrote for myself was, why does everyone in Fulci films react so calmly and slowly to screaming, <laughs> or just not helpful at all? No. Like that was the thing that's I noticed thing, last helpful. night with no with. The, house by the cemetery is that the whole basement scene like Fuck that they kid. just what well, they they watch the dad get his throat ripped out yep. and do nothing yep and which and earlier with the bat scene where literally the dad runs upstairs with the bat and he's fucking stabbing it and everybody's like oh well, that it's not sucks. me <laughs> nobody's helping at no. all like he is literally <laughs> stabbing and throwing blood on everybody and they're like Good luck with that. Like, yeah. yeah it's probably like, well, you wanted to fucking move here, so I don't know. The Cemetery is a very well-constructed film, but I don't give a shit about any people in that film except for maybe the little girl who is already wait, wait. in hell. Wait, now mm-hmm. you said the little girl. Oh, you meant the actual little girl, not the kid who's the little boy whose voice no not that voice is fucking lutely i fucking never mean terrible. bob ever unless mommy, i say that little ever shit. Mommy, <laughs> mom it's just like god i hate the, that that was the scariest part of the movie is that kid's fucking voice the one thing that i really wish they had explored more and i don't know if it was cut because you know i watched it i watched it on shutter um is the the girl that was like the babysitter there are so many looks between her and the dad and they talk about oh haven't you been here before with your daughter mm-hmm. and it's just this weird thing where like are they taught like is she supposed to be another child of his what is her connection to this house why the fuck is this bitch going in the basement um you know that's sort well, of she, like, she's a babysitter she's the one that who un- lost track of the kid she's know? the one that unbarred the door yeah and, so that well, film can- actually wraps up the that's like the final film, though. Mm-hmm. You still yeah, have yeah. stuff in between. We're like, oh yeah, jump, no, you we're just jumping. Around, you just keep jumping right. to that. Yeah, but uh, I had to say, fuck that kid. No, fuck. <laughs> I agree. Fuck that kid. Annoying as shit. But yeah. um, so with so, *See Living Dead*, like they, it's like there's a gate of hell. One of the gates of hell is supposed to open up, and it was like, open. It, it was open. So the priest committing suicide is was the trigger to open the gate, and w- if they did not, if they were not able to 
kill him and close it, then it was it, it was just wide open, and mm-hmm. that's it. And when they go when they go down into the catacombs, we see all the every all the bodies just coming to life, mm-hmm. and you've got all these fucking zombies. But again, they're all slow zombies. You also so. get the angry dad moment with the drill, which I. <laughs> That shit was all <laughs> angry sheriff dad moment with the drill. He was ready. He fucking killed the dude, like, man. That dude was like, yeah, sorry, killed him. yeah, sorry, I didn't know. I was like, oh, well, what are you doing? Oh, fucking drill the head. Like that's that's where like that's was, worse than a shotgun. That's where he fucks with you with the eye, though. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> this thing. Here we go. Like, oh no, oh, no, there's no, the no, temples. Okay, right. do the fucking head. Sweet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, that uh, that movie was a lot of fun. I don't know. There's something about the movie I just enjoy the way it unfolds. Like I think it's just a good, well done, mm-hmm. almost ghost-like because initially it's yes. a ghost killing and then it's like zombie in the last like 30 minutes i mean one of the scenes that honestly fucks with me is not even a kill it's just when she starts when she's quote quote buried alive i oh, I, I don't do yeah. well with that shit and like yeah. and then the, then the, the, he almost fucks you the eye thing there too because a pickaxe comes through the fu- yep. what idiot things to do that but if the same oh, yeah. thing happens so many in, axes in the house by right the cemetery by the when the kid's like um, the dad's chopping through the door, oh, and, yeah. the, and the and the head, kid's head's up against the door, and the literally goes in front of his face, and then behind him, and you're like, oh man, this dad is going to fucking mur- accidentally murder his fucking kid. They love the I've got the solution, sharp object that will cut through that, to save you. That's or where they got the uh, you. that's where they got the idea for Hatchet. Yeah, like, but what if it actually happens? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I saved you. Oh, Except I didn't save you. It was with you. a kid you liked. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the other things that um, Zombie and City of the Dead, and really the whole Gates of Hell trilogy, um, that I, I noticed, and I think it continued in the others that he utilized it sound-wise as the sound of the wind. Mm. That was a big thing that I noticed through all of that, like to really try to bring in like that feeling of desolation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really. I feel a lot of futility in the Fulci films with like the like that very bleak struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I dig that. Like it's it's not sometimes I don't like happy endings for you never people. get one with Fulci though. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> never. I was just throwing all three of the Gates of Hell movies. Um, he has these booming scores that mm-hmm. immediately cut. Like when he cuts the scene, it's like bam, bam. And next scene, like it's so sudden, mm-hmm. like to get you like into the next scene and like stop. We're here at a different place now. So, at least on the first two of the films, uh, he had his own dude, kind of like Argento and mm-hmm. Goblin. He had uh, Fabio Frizzi. Mm. Literally Frizzi, F-R-I-Z-Z-I. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that right, but it's like, you got Frizzy hair, bro? Might like, be Frizzi. <laughs> Frizzi. Ah, ah, yeah, there you go. That makes more sense. And he did Zombie, Sea Living Dead, The Beyond, and uh, Manhattan Baby. Mm, okay, okay. But I go, And I noticed a difference in like watching... Don't torture a duckling, and um, I, I I could tell it's kind of similar where it's it's jarring and it's like almost it's, there's no nothing really flowing. It's like single noises making the music. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Fabio, Fabio, <laughs> he, 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 uh, <laughs> he um he did kind of start to get the flow of music together, but it was it was just heavy. Late seventies, early eighties, like just like Goblin, where it's like, oh yeah. man, you're just <laughs> you're just lay lay it in, bro, lay it in. But um, yeah, the mu- the music on all his films are a big part too, and sp- and honestly, I think more so in the Beyond, which is mm-hmm. the second one to the Gates of Hell trilogy, over the City of Living Dead. Yeah, oh, the, the music Beyond. to that played a lot, especially especially at the end. Fuck. Oh, oh my god, that whole film was like a painting. I loved it so much. Yes, it's awesome. Um, and I know that parts of it are, are just 
total nonsense, but I'm I'm <laughs> fucking here for all of it. And there were so many shots that were just these like cinematic paintings, which I know were on purpose because mm-hmm. the whole film was basically a cinematic collection of images, like a painting brought to life with you know sounds and a loose loose things connecting them. Well, and even brought it up, it even brought that into it in the opening scene where the original mm-hmm. owner in the twenties was painting. Yep, you know, like they he was yes. not. You know, hiding the fact that he was, <laughs> yeah. you know, so yeah, exactly. Like the whole movie looks like a painting. It starts off with, I uh, forget the name of the original couple that lived there, but they were, you know, killed for being accused of practicing black magic. and Which is a know, theme that goes you know, throughout, yeah. Well, especially with the Gates of Hell children mm-hmm. because, you know, what do you get in this movie? End up, they open up a gate of hell. Yeah. So there you go. And somehow the people that get killed, we see in the beginning scenes or were, mm-hmm. they, they're the ones that show up later on just to, you know, Enact vengeance in some way, like mm-hmm. it happens, like kind of over and over again. But mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. No, they, wait, they took the bodies away, and then they came back, and then wait, oh, the original people came back, and well, the, I'm, the, I'm the thinking, makeup, the makeup in the Beyond was well. I was gonna say, but the Beyond, where literally the plumber's like, oh, let me check this out, and yeah, he, made me know. not want to be a plumber. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, I see the problem. It's this guy that's gonna. I see poke. the problem. Uh, ah, yeah. ah, I see the. Oh wait, no, ah. I don't see shit now because his fingers are right in my fucking oh, eyeballs. It, oh, but it pops it out like. <laughs> I know. Oh. oh, is it that one or the uh, the backwards spike where it? Like <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. eyeball went flying. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That was good. Fucking A dude. That shit Honestly, was... I was more okay with that than the like the slow nailing through that guy and then the mortar oh, the fucking yeah. wall. Yeah. I was just like, mm, suffocation through well, and I, goop. Like <laughs> right, like with house oh, so one of the more more Lots. slow kills is the real estate agent lady who mm-hmm. stab, stab, stab. Stabby you're just again. like, God damn. Damn, and then yeah. finally stabbing the neck, and you're almost a relief because at that point you're like, "Thank yeah, you, you she's fucking sta- dead." Yeah, Jesus. You stabbed her like five times. Like, all right, now let the blood drain out. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The House by the Cemetery was just definitely a film. Like the whole time, I was like, "Why are you motherfuckers so calm about this?" Oh, well, there is a goddamn grave crazy in the middle of y'all's living that room. That movie is that they <laughs> midway in the movie they go, "All right, there's some zany shit going on. We're moving the fuck out." And then they don't move the fuck out, and like they all pretty much get killed. And yep. it's like y'all plan to move out just. Pack your fucking bags, but it's like a process. Like they're mm. already like. Okay. Well, they had to wait because they went to the the realtor company and was like, yeah, "Your house man. is gonna be ready for a few days." It's and called like, a hotel, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's real simple. You so find our house isn't ready. You're paying for a hotel. Fuck you. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> or just pay for it. There's your lives are in danger. Y'all found the babysitter's head. Go sleep in the fucking I mean, car look, somewhere. Dad didn't make the decision, and he got roadhoused. All right, like <laughs> yeah, I mean, roadhoused. like. And seriously, that, that that's where it got all fucked up. So yeah, roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, well, Dad I, got roadhouse. When, when I was watching that, and that ripped that throat out. I was like, "Fucking roadhouse!" Like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, out of the out of the three, the gates of hell. Like, I feel like House of Symmetry is the weaker of the three. It doesn't really fit as well as the other two do, as far as storyline. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the kills. Well, I think are pr- somewhat. I think are pretty good. But story. Oh, the kills are good. No, the ki- I think the kills are fine. I liked the look of the doctor. I liked oh, for, the uh, combination. Freudson, Freudstein, yeah, yeah. And there's a shot. Freudstein, Freudstein, right? yeah. yeah, where he's like this. Oh, he looked this fucking awesome. Insect zombie. Yeah, it's thing so gross. With like oh. a Confederate outfit on. Yeah, it's so just, it's gross. Oh, it was almost yeah. like that. I do like, like that. The, that, that yeah, that yeah. button-down vest Side thing. Button. That, no, like, I agree. Mil- he looked kind of awesome. military yeah. doctor look. It looked, he it had looked a, wet. But there's a shot I really fucking loved where when the mom and the kid are trying to like escape, mm-hmm. and he grabs her and drags her down, and the camera follows her 
going down yep. there and like the just the effect and then it cuts back to the kid and you see him farther farther away like it's an amazing way of, of just the sound and the way he shot it. Mm-hmm. That is something that I absolutely have to give that film is that the tension, he kept up the tension for almost the entire film with very few breaks. Yeah. And through that last scene, it just kept slowly escalating. We're like, I didn't care if these people died, but I was still waiting to try to figure out what the fuck was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, he would walk, like he would walk towards them and then he'd stop and step a little back and then like, and almost like, if I was yeah, a come on, and you're like no, I'm just I'm gonna kill zombie. you. I just want to get my my like myself together before I you know Look, murder the fuck out of you. If I was a bug zombie <laughs> that had just been waiting for new people to move into this house repeatedly to murder them, then I'd probably take my fucking time too. Where are you gonna but, go? You clearly didn't leave, dumbass. Yeah, like, <laughs> like left your tombstone in the middle of the goddamn living room. Yeah, like, oh, you were discovered a tombstone. Okay, yeah. like, uh, like, how is that not weird to anybody? Then, no, but then the dad's like, yeah, I mean, you know. Sometimes you have tombstones in the house. No, 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 because they explain it like, you know, yeah, it was because the cold New England winters, they would bear. No, they fucking did it. (laughs) That's still weird, dude. That's still very weird. Nobody fucking buried anybody in their fucking living room. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed this, but your house is slowly collecting new bloodstains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we were talking about this uh, before recording, but the main tie-in that I saw with the the Gates of Hell is at the very end where the little girl rescues Mm -hmm. Bob, but the way she rescues him is basically pulling him into the beyond. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much, it's sort of a rescue. It's a rescue from what the fate that could have been, but instead but still he's, going to hell. he's condemned to the stasis that she and her mom live in. Yeah. The, yeah Cause if yeah. They, when they get out, like they're basically in ghost world mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And in the end of beyond they're in hell. Mm-hmm. And the, see, I, I swear we, and we discussed this before the recording too, that with sea living dead, it's got to be they're still they're in hell, or they didn't actually close the oh, gate, yeah. or something happened that's just because they, but they don't show it because it got fucking edited. Sorry. Well, we kind of <laughs> know that they didn't close the gate because remember there's that moment where she goes, "It's midnight." But they all burnt. Right, they burnt, but they didn't close the gate before midnight, and so they burnt the ones there, but the gate's still open, and right. it's going to come Be- from somewhere else besides a fucking because tomb. Because if I was a demonic entity that had to function by some sort of law, if you fucked up by even a minute, guess what, motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> It's party time. Truth. I think of the three, Truth. in my opinion, the Beyond is probably the strongest of those three. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. But there is one scene that aggravates the fuck out of me, and it's when the doctor is literally just keeps not shooting the zombies in the head. Yep. And it's close up, chest, chest, head. And like, just, no, head, every time. Stop wasting fucking, like, I kept yelling at the goddamn screen the first time I saw it. Like, Same thing happened with zombie. I know, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Just, like, just go like, for the head. They literally time. shoot him in the head once and it works. It's like, why are you still shooting him in the but chest? It's right. like the doctor was a really like, shitty shot. What, no, it seemed like the doctor was like, oh, you shoot him in the chest twice and then you shoot him in the head. It's like, no, dude, you're wasting fucking bullets, yeah, yeah. man. Yep. One time in the head, walk away. Oh, I don't mean to, I, I know we listeners we have been bouncing around, but there's one awesome shot we didn't even uh, that was a big part of uh, Zombie. A great way to end was the ending of Zombie, where like they show the city and the walk on the bridge. Like oh, yes. that is probably better. I mean, outside of the ma- the massive zombie horde outside the hospital at the end of the movie, like that scene. Oh, that's when I'm listening to it pro- on the radio, on the mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we they're no one to believe us if we don't bring them back. And blah blah, you know, yada yada. So we got to keep them locked up, and then turn on this, turn on the radio. And it's like. Oh, I don't think there's any way to stop them. We don't know what to do, and like the whole city's taking over. And you're like, oh shit! And then they show it. And you're like, fuck. Well, that image of them mm-hmm. on the bridge is fucking awesome, like, dude. They use it on some of the poster uh, for the movie, promotional mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Just amazing one shot. shot. And then it just pans out in the credits. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah everybody's fucked. Everybody's Whoops. fucked. <laughs> so sorry. I'm sorry we had to bounce back to that, but that is definitely worth rec- worth talking about. Is that Absolutely. ending was fucking beautiful. 
And uh, so after the house by the cemetery, uh, the big one came out in 82. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. On the New York Ripper. The New York Ripper. And this yeah. is unfortunately one of the ones I have not seen, but uh, I am planning on seeing it very after soon. After you watch it, I'm going to need you to text it's me. I will. I will. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. still on Shutter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very worth a watch. It's mm-hmm. um, definitely, it's one of my two favorite Fulci films cu- currently and one of my favorite slashers since Steven recommended it. I like it because not only there's great kills, um, there is rampant deviant sexuality and she's not necessarily punished for being a deviant sexual person. No, no. And I like that. He never punishes his deviance for being deviant. It's for something completely else. Right. Completely different. Right. It is It is the coincidence of being in a place. Yeah, it's like um, you are, you being a female mm-hmm. is the thing. Right. The coincidence is that it's usually involving around you doing something sexually. Right. Well, it's, know? it's, well, that particular character that we're discussing, that oh, is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the cornerstone of sexuality in this film that I would mm-hmm. I would say, she, like, his big thing was on against women who were living their lives because his child could not. Exactly. She's in an oxygen um, tent, for fuck's mm-hmm. sake. Ugh. Yep. Which Ugh. I think is a parallel to Fulci's daughter, Camilla, getting injured. Mm-hmm. Because... And I kept seeing like that her that one of his daughters had died in an accident, but I don't. That's not correct because that's not that's not discussed anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I found uh, the documentary Fulci for Fake, which is great. If you haven't watched it, that's on Tubi, um, and it's all interviews with people that knew him, and including Camilla and Antonia, his daughters. And so she talks about the accident where she got thrown from a horse and broke her back, and that was right around that time. So you, have to, you have to go. Yeah, as a parent, you still have to be going through something with that, right? I mean, well, I mean, really, the catalyst for his thrillers becoming much more dark, and for that, the beginning of that era was his wife's suicide, because mm. um, she found out she was terminally ill, and basically sent the kids off to the movies with their uncle. She was the only one in the house, and when they came back, no one answered the door, and so they put the kids in the the guardhouse while they went to investigate, and it was suicide by gas oven. Mm. Damn. Yeah, so that is where we get some of the aggressive trauma from Fulci's life. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that is that that happened in 69 and that is the turning point where we got Beatrice Sensi that year and then moved forward. Mhm. I just look at the standards of Hollywood now and if you look at these movies like the Gates of Hell movies are all back to back to back years. I mm-hmm. mean, just now like well, two in the same year. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Now when do we ever get like besides the production filming all together and then breaking them up to parts? You don't get this consistent. You didn't like, rest. Yeah, that's saying. what that's what I'm saying. Like you don't get that this consistency for like I mean, fuck what four movies in like three years? Like mm-hmm. that dude just mm-hmm. kicked ass, and they and none of them falter really. Like mm-hmm. you know, we we could pick things here and there apart, and some of the um, the Gates of Hell trilogy, but for the most part, they're all three strong movies, and that yeah. motherfucker. Back to back to back, like it's crazy. The Black Cat also actually came out in '81, so oh, three movies damn. in a yeah. row. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I mean, then, if, you've, then, if you've watched that, we, mm-hmm. you can talk about. I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched it's, it yet. It's based off of the Edgar Allan Poe story. I figured, um, I, yeah. And yeah. um, and the cat, uh, you know, is used to symbolize the soul of the narrator, which is black, mutilated, and decaying, and the theme of guilt being an inescapable and a far-reaching consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and trying to think of a good way to describe it. Basically, there uh, there's an interesting relationship between the black cat and the priest where he is, well, he may not be a priest. I read into that. He looks like he lives in an abbey. So mm. I decided he was a priest. Um, so, but he, 
communicates with it psychically and is sort of losing himself in the cat where first he believes he has control over it but every time the cat gets a chance it attacks him mm-hmm. and so and eventually like the cat is you know leading to deaths of people where he was like no I didn't want this but subconsciously he kind of did um and then eventually the cat is the thing that betrays him where he gets so confident in what he is doing that he he believes he will never get caught Mm-hmm. And that little that bit of guilt that the the cat represents that everlasting guilt is what gives him away. Mm. Um, so it's it's something interesting to me, and it really did a lot to uh, blur reality and madness. Sounds like a better version of Monkey Shines. Mm. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but is as good as the uh, Jeffrey Coombs Black Cat. Yeah, mm. uh, questionable. Uh, two totally different styles. Though. That yeah. He, yes. totally different styles. Yes. Totally different styles. Definitely worth a watch. I enjoyed no, watching. I, I it. do. I do want to watch. I just didn't. Have, I ran out of time to watch mm-hmm. that. You know that it was that one in the. Um, There's another one we talked about earlier that I want. I had wanted to the get cat in the a cat in the brain. A cat in the brain. I wanted yeah. to watch that too. Anyway, the New York Ripper. That's the movie was <laughs> fucking unsettling. Like on so many levels, like oh, like what? Or for instance, because uh, we're not going to go pace by pace with the movie from start to finish. But like, there's one scene where he's chasing the girl woman through the subway, and then he, she hides in a theater. But he mm-hmm. comes out from under her, like he was. He like withered his way under the seats to come out between her legs. Yep. And I'm oh, like, what shit. the fuck? Yep. That shit was like, how did how he, what he reverse birth? <laughs> Holy shit! It was just, but he, he's, it, but he quacks like a duck. Yeah, he talks like Donald Duck. He talks like Donald Duck. He's like, yeah, fucking... I know what I'm watching. Dude, later on tonight. you gotta watch it. It's so fucking creepy, dude. <laughs> yeah. I also, so fucking creepy. I did not guess that killer, and I no. don't, I'm not going to give it away. No, um, no, because it's not, too fucking. Yeah, we're not going to. I will, however, warn you that foot sex does happen in that fucking movie. I was not prepared for that. God damn you, Stephen! <laughs> a toe went into a vagina, and I'm still not okay with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I know that it's some people's kink. I don't. It's totally okay if that's your thing and it's consensual. But I didn't consent to that. Damn it! I just wanted to see violence. I mean, we get the whole glass bottle to the vagina. Yeah, you, I mean, but. I didn't bother you. No. Or how about when the how about when the the mortician like, turns around? He was like, I mean, yeah, he just stuck it in and right up the old jolly train. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. shit! <laughs> no, jolly trail, right up the jolly trail. Mm. What the fuck? Who describes stabbing a woman in her vagina and slitting up her stomach as in the jolly trail? I bet if we Apparently googled, him. we could find a lot of weird ass euphemisms. If yeah, I'm being super <laughs> honest, especially if we go back to like Victorian times. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I was just I wasn't expecting. I was like, I'd like, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, but then again, 80s. You know, eh. Mm-hmm. But uh, so uh, that lead detective, like the lead detective in that movie, like I wanted to like him, but he is like. A fucking asshole. Yeah, he is. Like he's just a straight up pos man. I feel like he gaslights the shit out of the main chick too. Yeah, totally, like, totally does. Like she makes her. He makes her feel like she's absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when it came down while. to when it came down to his his pro, he mm-hmm. was all he wanted to get all touchy feely and worried. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, oh, I'm like, yeah. wait, come on, man. I, 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 hold on, hold on. Hang on. Hold on. Just because uh, you know, your piece is is getting now getting attacked. You need to sh- sh- slow your roll. Slow your roll. Yeah. All of it matters, not just when right. it affects you. <laughs> so that movie, it builds up suspense. You see a lot from the killer's perspective, which is awesome. You see a lot of hand stabbing motion, Hitchcockian yes. style. Actually, he know. really went for that. He talked mm-hmm. about that was one of the big styles that he really wanted to emulate for that film. And I think he did a pretty decent job. I feel like he did. Oh, I feel I feel like I forgot to mention that um, with House by the Cemetery, the original screenwriter 
was seriously inspired by the turn of the screw with that story. Yes, yes. Hmm. I, I've thought about you specifically because of Household <laughs> Haunted Hill. <laughs> <laughs> the Haunting of Bly Manor. Haunting, yeah. Bly Manor is the, the one that's based on Turn of the Screw. The Haunting of Hill House is based on The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, okay. I thought this, yeah. okay. I thought the first yeah. one had some turning of the screw involved with it. No, Flanagan did one section entirely on one book, and then oh, it's moving okay. on. So okay. like each of the each of the seasons is going to encapsulate one. Story. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he. Um, I I wish the other film that I wish that I could have found a copy to watch was Beatrice uh, Sensi, which came out right in '69, which is uh, you know a classic story of the you know historical uh, figure of Beatrice mm-hmm. Sensi. I looked it up, but it's. Basically, she's like plotting the murder of her husband or escaping her husband somewhere in like classical Roman times. And I think really ties into what you were talking about with him growing up amongst all of that like history and architecture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the root of it. And also like that big turning point towards thrillers, as we discussed. So. And I know like there's another one that I have watched, but I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. It mm-hmm. was The Manhattan Baby. I and it came out right after New York Ripper. Okay. It was like his next, I don't know if it was directly after, but I know it was his next horror. Okay. Um, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. And like, I hadn't watched that in, fuck man, like 16 years. So I don't, there's no way I'm, I, can, I don't even remember really <laughs> mm-hmm. key points of that film. But I do know that, again, I haven't watched this in about as long, but uh, for the listeners that we mentioned, he did a film with Argento and it was Waxwork. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a loose remake of House of Wax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I've heard and read mixed reviews that it, about the film. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, generally positive, but just out of, with the duo, you feel like it would be like a higher rated positive. I, I think that they, it was a, a rather quick project, if I remember correctly. And that's why they were hoping to do, like Argento specifically was hoping to do another project with him to really like bring Oof. him, yeah, yeah, bring him back. But... And it just, their schedules kept li- not lining up until, yeah. um, because the last thing he was f- filming mm-hmm. was Zombie 3, but he had to leave the project six weeks in because of his illness, mm-hmm. and someone else had to finish it. It was complications of diabetes, wasn't and it? Liver. And liver. Was it yeah. Diabetes and liver. Yeah. So, yeah, and then, and then from then on, he was just down downhill, I believe, so. Yeah. But it, if, on a side note, he attended a um, Fangoria Horror Convention in January 96, mm-hmm. and uh he, I mean, he apparently showed up on crutches with his, uh, his foot in the cast, and he was telling all the attendees that he didn't realize his movies were so yeah. big and no impactful. Idea. He had no idea. <laughs> and he's surrounded by these gore whores. Like, yeah. like, no, like, yes, we love your movies, but he had no idea until People two months before he died, because he me. died in March of 96. I would say that, especially- Could you imagine, though, your whole life making films, and you're big in your home, you're in your home, yeah. which yeah. is fine. I mean, yeah, like, I'm appreciated. Like, people- Get what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. They understand the 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 artistic style behind the the style of films I'm making. But like to know that across the other side of the <laughs> the other side of the world, you're huge. Yeah. And you find that out two months. At least he found it out. But it's yeah. like I wonder if that how that would have affected him if he'd have known that like at a certain point in like the nine early late '80s, early '90s, like his shit was massive over. But that there. makes it even more you impressive know? that that was showing the passion he had that. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that it was getting all this attention. He just wanted to make these films. I don't, I don't think it would affect his passion. I think personally, budget. Yeah, yeah, budget. budget and the big thing. I think personally too, like with all the stuff he had dealt with, and then with his with the illness, like mentally, I feel like it might have done a lot for him. It's like, oh, I got more money. I got motherfuckers that want this. I'm gonna go hard. Like, yeah. with all with everything that I have now. Like, I don't think we would have seen a turn in his movie style. I think oh, if no, anything no. would have been for the better. He wasn't 
Very, yeah. too, he wasn't terribly old when he died. Either. No, he was, uh, what was he, 60, something? He was 70? like 69. Yeah. Well, so, well, so we, all right, tw- uh, no, it uh, was uh, no. 27 to 96. I don't know how to do math. I, I don't, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, uh, I looked that up, but that's old. I don't know. That's okay. 70. <laughs> one? That's not old. That's I, not that that's old. That's not that old. Romero was, what, senior. 90? I didn't say senior, I said old. 90, what was Romero, 94, 93? Was yeah. he 90? Right he at was... 90? Stanley was, what, 90 God, something? Was, yeah, 96, yeah, like, I believe. Like, God fucking, damn. I don't know. If the 70s doesn't seem super old. It's like, it's old, but it's not like the, 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 the boom, boom, boom of, you know, like, I'm knocking on the door here. It is crazy, though, that Zombie, you know, it got the attention, but, I mean, he passed away in 96. You know, that movie got this huge, like, resurgence in the 2000s, thanks to, you know, just uh, the zombie kind of trend coming up. And people going to backtrack into movies, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Dawn of the Dead remake and stuff like that. And then people kind of backwards and the, a lot of people fell on that movie. And like to the point, like uh, how this end, literally one of the main characters is wearing a zombie versus shark T-shirt in there. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's fucking cool as shit. How this end? Yeah. Um, the God damn it. Seth Rogen. This oh, is the end. This is the end. This Thank is you. the end. Yeah. This is the end. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like literally he's shark. wearing the shirt of the zombie versus shark in there. And like. Yeah. And again, that movie just took off way after he passed away. It's true, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're you know time, we're running on time here for this episode, but there are I don't know if you two knew or our listeners know, but he was definitely Hitchcock in other ways. How he cameoed in all in mm-hmm. most of his films. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So like that was I definitely mean, that's in, the, just, in the Beyond. Well, the Beyond. He so in the Beyond, he was uh, the town clerk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I think it was it was I can't remember if it was the Beyonder in the House by the Cemetery, the the position that he played. They like he was like I'm gonna do this part, and they were like, okay, Le- Lucio, you you sure? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's you know he doesn't speak English, and they're like, okay, but you need to know the words. And he's like, no, it'll be fine. So he just went out and like started cussing in Italian, and that's what they had and to they dub. Just dubbed over. They just dubbed like <laughs> yeah. you guys are terrible out there. What are you doing? I can't believe you. Get away yes. from me now. If there's a scene, you are that, a jerk. It's like outside of it's outside of one of the buildings. I want to say it's in House by the Cemetery, outside the archives building. Um, because he's Professor Muller in the House by the Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it's like right outside there. I remember him holding the briefcase, but yeah, if his mouth doesn't match up, there's a reason. Oh, it still doesn't match up in the yeah, film. You got to you got to get you used to that watching a film. You should always give people heads up about is if you, if dubbing is going to bother you. But apparently, the the American yeah. dubbed version lines up better than the Italian dubbed version, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. What I, from what I've read, I haven't. Why the fuck would I watch the Italian? Because all also, of it was dubbed. Like none of it was. The vocal tracks had to be in both yeah. versions had to be put over the the but movie tracks. Him and Argento always just mixed. It wasn't all Italian, all American. It was just mm-hmm. this blend, and mm-hmm. then just dub it how you want it. Actually, real quick, there are two actresses that um, he does one, reuse a few actresses. Yeah, uh, yeah. Catriona McCall is in all three of the Gates, Gates of, of Hell, Hell trilogy. Yep. She's uh, Mary Woodhouse, Liza Merrill, and Lucy Boyle, and. She plays wildly different characters in each of them, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was just a moment where I was like, "Wait, I know that face." Mm-hmm. Okay. And he reuses the detective too in uh, New- yeah. from a New York Ripper. He's actually in uh, well, what fuck was it? The Beyond. He's in the House by the Cemetery. House by the Cemetery. Yeah. yeah, which actually uh, in that Fulci for Fake documentary, he's speaking because apparently, like, he and Fulci became like best friends because like 
Folgy started out treating him like shit and he was like, you are not going to talk to me like this. And if you are, I'm going to get on a plane and leave. And then Folgy started laughing. He was like, all right. I like you, bro. I like you. And then it was Bob. You talk to me like that, my guy. Stop. Stop. My guy there. Look at that. stab him with this pen if you You sound like a fucking slow jerky boy. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying you can see like, all right. I know you, 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 you. No, I'm just saying you earn my respect now. Like, that, yeah. that, that's better. You, yeah. no, you were like, you know, you're my guy. You're my guy. Oh, I'm just saying I can see him literally embracing him and like, all, all right. right, yeah. Well, it'd be like this because you call me short. an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you would lean. He'd have to reach up. He yeah, was, he'd, he'd he was put a the stool down well, and then hop up. New York Ripper. He, so he had that one scene as the mayor and zombie. He was the chief newspaper. The journalist guy chief whatever it's it's weird because at first you, you don't re- recognize him because later in life he had the mustache and beard so yes. he was all clean shaven and everything he did that he cameoed in it was mm-hmm. just, yeah i don't know it was just and his face is a lot rounder than i expected with well, the beard, beard again yeah. it, it, it frames things mm-hmm. so you once you take it away you realize oh he's got like a like actual f- kind of flat rounded to the side fit like head mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's interesting oh the other actress is a. Uh, Florinda Balkan. She's the the main character in A Lizard in a Woman's Skin, and also she plays the witch in Don't Torture a Duckling. I got you. Yeah, she's okay. she's that character, but her she's got a really palpable sexuality about her that I really love. Um, and it's it's a weird sexuality too. I mean, she's uh, she was definitely a very beautiful, attractive woman. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and it has to do with the skin tone and the hair and the dark hair and the and the, and like just the facial features from. Where I don't, I'm assuming she's Italian. From seeing her in a lizard and a woman's skin, I can tell you that the rest of her is great. Mm. I need to watch that. <laughs> All <movie>. right, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get any of that in uh, t- Duckling, but also I don't know if I'd want to see that at that point because that means she would have been like beaten and, and I don't know, I'm okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, that's all right. Yeah, that's a uh, that's it for the uh, talking about Fulci. Yeah. Hope you guys learned something. If not, uh, I know I did. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I need the more to see you know. New York River now. Yeah, oh, you I, definitely yeah, need to see New York yeah, River. That needs on, that's on my list. <laughs> there are like 40 Fulci films, so please do seek out the rest oh, of them. Oh, yeah, there's a there is fuck ton. There yeah. is, I mean, woo. Yeah. And always look, if you can, look for the newest release, ver- release of mm-hmm. the film, especially if it's the horror films, because, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet. A lot, like I said, I know the original time I saw a lot of these films was back in the mid to late 2000s, and they were not yeah. the versions that I rewatched. Well, I'm you pretty know, sure at least all three of the Gates of Hell trilogy. Yes, they've all, all been re-released. Blue, well, and also Blue Underground is re-released them on Blu-ray. But I'm just saying, if you just want to jump in for a weekend, they're, I believe they're all on Shutter. Shutter. Yeah, the, the Gates of Hell is all, are all on Shutter. Zombie is, the New York Ripper is, um, I can't remember if there's a sixth one. There's um, so, a couple. City of Living Dead is. Well, yeah, that's part of the Gates of yeah, Hell yeah, trilogy. Right, yeah. Um, there's a couple on Prime. I had to rent a couple on there. And then Tubi also has a surprising number of Fulci films if you don't mind sitting through a couple commercials it's free yeah yeah but an Alamo draft house was the other thing that I had found today that might be a viable source of renting some of the ones because I that's the I could not find a cat cat in the brain to save my fucking life and so. uh don't torture a duckling I watched free on voodoo oh I rented that ads. from prime it's free. it was free so okay. as long as you have an account you sign up you watch it free with ads Okay. And uh, Black Cat is actually, I think, free on that. Okay, great. So, um, and then uh, also, I, I, I've ordered it. it; hasn't come in yet. But there is a a, a, a biography book, Splintered Visions, by Troy Howarth, Howarth, mm-hmm. about Lucio Fulci that I want to read. Mm-hmm. So that's coming in the mail. Oh, nice. There's so actually another one too, but I'm not telling you the title of it. Mm. Yet. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> bum, bum. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, 
All right, that, now we're done with we're done with talking about the Fulci, but um, we're not done with the episode. You can't do that. To I me, do man. it better than you, man. You can't just add you it just in don't. And look at me and say, "Yeah, yeah. see, <laughs> oh Mia, uh, you you just sound terrible." <laughs> I'm gonna get my sus- Sicilian partner to spank both of you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> see, I I I'll be good. All right, <laughs> um, but before we get to the next thing, we gotta talk about our sponsors. First off, we got Amazon.com. Go to GIPodcast.com, click through the Amazon link, shop Amazon as normal. We just get a little kickback. Appreciate that shit. And then there's TeePublic. Go to GIPodcast.com, click on the TeePublic link. And uh, that's where all our merch is, all the designs for all the shows under the network. You can get on any fucking thing you can think of. How many designs? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I seriously am stopping. I'm not counting anymore. Hold on. I'm just count- uh, it's a fuck ton. It's, it's a fuck ton. It's still a fuck ton. Some are good. Well, all of them are good. Some are very pertinent. Some are... <laughs> nonsense but it they're, they're all good <laughs> yeah, for everybody <laughs> they're for everybody <laughs> and uh also while you're on geopodcast.com check out all the other shows under the network there is something for everybody we we all is good quality content please check out the other shows under the network and now that that's done it is time for stump the host here we go stump the host that's right. Now I'm a bit Murph, of a slump. I'm a bit of a slump. What do you uh, you got? You got some stuff for us. I do. I remembered to write questions this time. Yeah. I think that they're still going to be decently easy. So. All right. So who? Who? I hate to admit this, but I did lose the last one. You're still winning by two. But I'm still winning by two. So. We will allow okay, Murphy you smug to decide. Motherfucker, you're going first. No oh, man, I'm probably uh, gonna get all of them wrong. I die. saw that look. I saw the look they had. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. What is the name of the Fulci biography written while he was still alive? Spicy meatball. I don't know. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, Jesus. I have zero. Steven? I, I don't know. Black hat. No. Okay. It's called The Eye of the Witness. God damn it. I should have said something about eye. But you oh. wouldn't have gotten The Eye of the Witness. <laughs> well, I would have said I. You're not going to guess that. I love fi. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. God damn it. Steven. Yes. <laughs> don't make that sound at me. <laughs> Fulci shares the Godfather of Gore title with one other director. Who is it? Oh, Cronenberg? No. Who? Hunter. I'm just going to say Argento. Nope. It wasn't gory. It's Herschel Gordon Lewis. Oh, the fuck is he? I, I, it's fine. We'll get I, I don't. I don't. I don't think I, if I've seen this movie, I don't know the guy's name. So that's urgication. Oh, is that Ed, urgication for me. Now that you've asked me, I can't name any of the films. But he's important, and he did the splatter gore genre, and he's great. Okay, I believe you. Yeah. I, just, uh, I literally draw a blank on the one movie that most people recognize it by. So goddamn it. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Because I want to say Carnival of Souls, but that's not it. No. No. <laughs> no. no. That was terrible. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> that was horrible '90s horror. <laughs> All right. Honor. Ugh, so I'm it's sorry. still z- was it zero zero, zero? zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, just the way Murphy likes it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. All right, well, you're not. You're not fucking sorry. You never are. Don't fucking lie to us. Okay. All right. Who paid for Lucille Fulci's funeral? Argento. Yeah. I, I knew say, I, I was seeing, gonna guess that. If I keep saying Argento, eventually it would be an answer. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was a fucking guess, like, I, but I was gonna guess that too. It was like Argento did. I don't fucking know. That's the second time I said Argento. I knew <laughs> sometime it was gonna, he was gonna be in the right answer. All right. Okay. Let me win by one. Just this one answer. Okay. Steven. Yes. All right. The Book of Enoch is mentioned in City of the Living Dead. Mm. The Book of Ebon is in the Beyond. What is the name of the book in the house by the cemetery? Oh, fuck if I remember. <laughs> I don't. The Book of Feedmont. No, it was a trick question, you motherfuckers. There wasn't a book. 
Oh yeah, there wasn't a book. <laughs> would, that, would that be a true or false? Like I, I, that, that's not a, mm. no, because the answer is there isn't one. God damn it! <laughs> All right, well. All right. Well. There wasn't a book. That's right. <sighs> Which bothered the shit out of me. <laughs> that was the damn consistency it. thing. I'm sorry. I thought there's a lot of yeah. books in the movie, but just not a not, specific not book. A book. Yeah, that specifically dude hangs himself to next dead. to a bunch of books. So I mean, none that specifically tied to the dead. Yeah. No, none that have an official title, as it were. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you might give okay. me about one, Hunter. All right, what two films is one on top of the other slash Uno Sul Alta considered the precursor of? I, I could you repeat that? Yeah. Okay. Fuck? So one of Fulci's films called mm-hmm. One on Top of the Other, an Italian, Uno Sul Alta, consider, is considered the precursor of two films in particular. If you can get one of them, I'll give it to you. One on top of the other? Mm-hmm. Mm, then I'm just going to say... It's firmly in the thriller genre for one on top of the other. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have no idea beyond. How, like, so. how, does that, how, how does that make sense? That's, that's where I'm, I'm confused. How does... So it is a film that these two films have been directly related to, where they're, they're saying that they took their inspiration directly from this film. Um, and it is, and it, a lot of the beats from this film are replicated in those movies. If it's not a good one question, of the, one of the if it's two. not a good question, I have others written. Mm. I can tell you the answer, and we can do a different thing. I mean, I think I, I, that, I, I, I'm, I'm confused by, yeah. I'm confused it's by okay. the question. Uh, it's it's sort of like um, I'm trying to think of like inspiration. Yeah, basically, like, but it, more direct than that. Like you can see, like, is are we talking about Fulci movies or not Fulci? No, movies? they're not Fulci movies. God, okay, so that's... the Fulci movie is the inspiration for these other two more recent films. Oh, more recent films. Yes. Okay, then Colorado Space. No. God damn it. Not that recent. Uh, this recent. this one I'm gonna. All right. Just, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because okay. I, I think yeah. we're we're trying to figure out what yeah. wavelength. I'm go not gonna be the shitty to y'all. Um, the two films are Basic Instinct and Body of Evidence. Yeah, oh never, yeah, we would never went there. We were nowhere <laughs> yeah. in that direction. Reel it in, bring it, bring it, was, bring it back uh, in, Murph. A little, <laughs> little more simple. Come I'm on. Sorry. Like, like, what? No, no sliver. So, this is still yours. All right. Okay. Who did Lucille Fulci say the black cat was made as a tribute to? I mean, Edgar Allan Poe. So I have no idea. It relates to Poe. Oh, shit. Uh, Lenore? Hmm? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. That's the Raven, yeah. (sighs) Who? Tell us. Did you want, you you put your hand up. Do you want to? He already answered. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. It's Roger Corman, because Roger Corman made all of those Edgar Allan Poe films, and Fulci loved them. I was going to say Vincent Price. I thought maybe that would be something like that. No, you were close, but yeah, yeah, it's Roger Corman. That was was who he said specifically. You might be winning with one. It was a. All right, this is it. This is it. Seriously, man, these questions are fucked, dude. There's no pressure, but this is it. Oh, I want to make you use the trivia place from now on. What? Jesus Christ. I worked hard. <laughs> too much There's no pressure, questions. man. You just I have to get this, or I win this. You know, go ahead. I'll stab you for your bad Italian accent. <laughs> yeah, your smugness, smugness. Hey, come okay. on. Mm-hmm. All right. What other film is The House by the Cemetery compared to in regards to structure? Oh, shit. Oh, I know this. Oh, my yeah, God. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Mm, the Fall of the House Usher? No. Fuck me. Hunter? Amityville Horror? Nope. Oh. oh. Nope. No, actually, um, that was something that they had discussed, but it's not the direct comparison. The direct comparison is Inferno because oh, they came out so close yeah. together. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And the way that they're they're structured. Let's, right. Let's do a quick calculation. So you're up, you're with back up to three. One. one. The one that I had. You're, you're back up. You're back up to. I'm not three. bragging about this victory. <laughs> I got one, and it was just me yelling this other director's <laughs> name over and over again until <laughs> it fit into the answer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the other question I had was really easy, and I thought it was too stupid. Because <sighs> gonna... me. We that's we want. I was like, yeah. some well, of was, that shit was okay, like. So the, too the question was going to be, what is considered the first zombie film? Night of the Living Dead. Nope. Mm. The first zombie film. Oh, White Zombie. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, I yeah. was just. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, hmm. All right. Tricky, okay. tricky. So, yeah. mm. You're up by. You're back up to by three. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little breathing room now. Yeah. I like that. All right. All right. <laughs> but and <laughs> helps end my losing streak. Yeah. 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 So. Thanks, Brewer, for being on. Thank you for having me. Some good knowledge. Fuck your questions. I'm sorry. Every time. <laughs> if you say, if you were, truly meant Somebody's... you were sorry, you would ch- you would stop. I... If you actually meant you were sorry, sorry does not mean I... doing the same thing I over and over again. I wrote I think... something easier, Stephen. I think I'm what trying. Low Down is trying to say is y'all need to work out a Morris code system Progress. to give him the answers. Is what he's saying. Progress, you tap on it at certain ways, and I get the answers. All right. No, that's not what I mean at all. I'm giving her sh- I'm giving them shit for their fucking hard ass fucking questions. They continue like so. This is equivalent to when they brought the questions to GalaxyCon. <laughs> yeah, I was say at least it's not in front of a live studio <laughs> at least it's audience. Not in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> and now they're gonna Those look like dumbasses in front of a live studio audience. I, I thought of, and I try to keep them at least focused to what we're talking about because otherwise I'm gonna be like, so in that one rock and roll horror that came out that was aired like two years ago, that was kind of a pile of shit. Who played the main character? And oh you're gonna be God. like, fuck you, Murph. I did it anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're just gonna stare me down and be like, "Get out!" <laughs> no, uh, thanks for being on. You always Thank bring you. your fucked questions. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but no, the knowledge. They, you know, I mean, I mean, you don't. They always bring the knowledge. That's you right. Guys, you know, you fucking every hey, consistently. So, uh, and there was some tidbits I didn't know about, and there's you brought the insights to some of the movies that I hadn't seen yet. Uh, I and now, you, now I need to go back and watch those yeah. too. So do it. Yeah, and you need to watch New York River. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. going to happen yeah, very, very soon. Like you watch tonight. that shit. Next me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so unsettling. A quick thing that I want to mention in relevance to that, it'll always ha- already have happened, but they're putting out Romero's apart- Amusement Park of the Dead on yeah. Shutter tonight. So. They are. And yeah. zombie mm. solidarity. Yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be... I mean, it's probably a reason it didn't come out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to be honest, yeah, you see, a reason. I would say like we should do it on the chopping block, but if it's bad, I don't. I, I, I feel don't, weird. I don't know if yeah. it's bad or it's, just lost. Well, but but not only that, but it, it's Romero, so like I don't want to take. Yeah, I really don't want to shit on Romero. Yeah, yeah. It's, but with him not having that, any could, involvement, if we wanted that, we could just do Diary of the Dead. Yeah, but with him not having any involvement, like maybe it'll be surprisingly good. He had no involvement. This, I, well, so if we it's found, bad, we it's not Romero. Cans. Yeah, we found some cans I in the he, film. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If it's, not, if it's bad, then it's not him. Yeah. Because he didn't fucking do it. So, all right. Sorry, I derailed the last moment. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, with that being said, everyone, stay safe.
us at GYPodcast.com. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here. That's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> 